Hey there, and welcome to a very special episode of On Your Turns. I am so excited today to bring you three interviews with three different and very incredible entrepreneurs who all just so happen to be Ultimate Bundle members. That's my signature program. It's on sale right now. You've been hearing all about it. Um, But I really wanted to sit down and give you some real life examples of people who have been in your shoes. These women all have very different stories, backgrounds, goals, fears, all kinds of things. And I wanted to share these stories with you so that maybe if you're feeling like you're not sure when you're supposed to legally protect your business, you're not sure if your business is quite there yet, you're not sure if your business is too far along or you have that nagging feeling that you're not able to grow it because you're worried that somebody's going to call you out. You're going to be found out that your business is vulnerable because you didn't do accidentally what you were supposed to do legally. Then I think you're going to get a lot out of these conversations. And these women all shared like really incredible stories about how they got started in their business, what drove them to it. So we have three completely unique business owners that we're chatting with today. You're going to hear all three of these interviews separately. I interviewed them all separately um, and asked them about their businesses, asked them what their experiences were in the bundle, what they were going through, probably at the time that you're going through right now. And I um, will tell you a little bit about each person in this episode, and then we'll get into the interview. Then we'll go into the introduction of another Ultimate Bundle member, and then we'll hear their interview until you hear all three of these incredible women's stories. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I can't wait to hear what you think. Make sure you tag me on Instagram as you're listening to the episode at Sam Vanderbilen. With that, let's get started with guest number one. All right. So our first Ultimate Bundle member that you're going to hear me chat with is Catherine Blaze. I'm I'm so excited for you to hear my conversation with Catherine. She was somebody who I really wanted to have on because I hope that you might be able to relate to parts of her story in that like she didn't always want to be an entrepreneur. The pandemic kind of pushed her into starting her own business. She's somebody who really likes to get things right and like do things the right way from the start. And her husband is an attorney. And so I thought she might help you to like really see what was going on for her in her business. And you might be able to relate to some of the questions and concerns that she had. And we also had a fun conversation about some of the challenges and things that are going on in her business, the shifts that are going on for her right now around pricing and low ticket versus higher ticket or value offers. So I think there's a lot that you're going to be able to uh, get out of this conversation with Catherine. So formally speaking, Catherine Blaze is a fitness coach and kettlebell specialist who wants to help women get stronger for real life. She lives in New Jersey with her husband, who's an attorney, a seven-year-old son, and two very naughty kittens. So here's my conversation with the lovely Catherine, and make sure you hang on till the end because she's got a pretty incredible free video training for you all about kettlebells, which I'm about to go download myself. So here is my conversation with Catherine. Welcome, Catherine. Thanks so much for coming on On Your Terms. Well, thank you so much for having me. I am so glad that you're here. We we were just chatting before we got rolling and I've chatted with you so much behind the scenes. So it's it's exciting for me now to get to chat with you more formally on the show. I know. Me too. This is like official, like face to virtual face. So it's great. I know. I know, which we all are these days, but so I, I know I gave you your formal introduction, but I would love for you to share with everybody what you do and how you work with people. All right. So my name is Catherine Blaze and I help busy women learn how to get stronger so that they can really feel good in their bodies and then show up for their business and for their real life. 
That's awesome. So yeah, yeah. I the the goal is strength training is the path to both mental and physical well being, and that power to show up how you want it every day in all the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And do you do you primarily focus on kettlebells, or you focus on other forms of strength too? Kettlebells is the primary way mm-hmm. I work with people just because I think that it is the easiest, most accessible way to incorporate strength. I mean, you can have like one or two kettlebells at home. Mm-hmm. That's it. And you can have like a full body session for years. Yeah. So it, it doesn't require a lot of investment up front. They're a little bit expensive, but okay, these are the two bells you're going to have now for years. The bells that I bought three years ago, I still use every day. So yeah, great option, especially when we're all stuck at home. Maybe you're not back to the gym. Maybe you want something that you, like I've packed them up in the car and brought them on vacation. <laughs> so it's just such an easy transportable option and you don't need a lot. So that is one reason why I love them. They're also really ergonomically more mm-hmm. comfortable to use than something like a dumbbell. I don't think a lot of people are going to commit to like a whole barbell set up in their house. So kettlebells are for sure my chosen, chosen option. Yeah. And I imagine a lot of women come to you feeling kind of intimidated by them, right? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, and I was as well, like when I started using kettlebells, it was actually at the, the request or demand of my chiropractor and functional movement specialist that I was seeing at the time. This was many years ago and I was having chronic neck pain and my background is in ballet. I was teaching a ton of bar and dance sculpt classes. And I was just, I I like physically for months, couldn't move my neck further than like an inch or two to the side. And so we went through all the stuff and she said, okay, well, like you need to start strength training. And she showed me a kettlebell. I was like, oh no, 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 (laughs) no thanks. I'm okay. But we started using that as part of the treatment and I kind of got hooked and I realized that they are not scary. Mm -hmm. It's a big ball of iron, but like, I promise you, we are not going to start like flipping it around from day one. There's a lot of social media stuff where you see people doing like really fancy flows and swinging and snatching. And that like, that's great if you want to work towards that, but you absolutely can have a solid kettlebell regimen without ever mm-hmm. doing that stuff. So yeah, there's a lot you can do yeah. without it. I find them so fun. I find, I find them fun. I think yeah. there's something about like the momentum of swinging it. I just find kind of meditative. I, I really like them. It, oh my gosh. Totally. I find yeah. like swings for me. I think they can be an amazing reset, like mentally and physically it's a really great way to kind of just like tune back in. You can, it's something great. You could keep by your desk and be like, mm-hmm. okay, I've been sitting for a while. I'm going to stand up, do a couple sets of five or 10 swings and get back to work. And you've kind of gotten your heart rate up. You've gotten your body back in alignment. That's so I'm cool. All about them. I could talk I love, about kettlebells all day. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that because I mean, as you know, like I'm, I'm always preaching to that, you know, people, people say to me all the time, like, oh, I'm so worried that the industry is saturated. And I'm always like, well, that's why it's so important that, you know, we, we talk about like niching down as if it's very like, yeah. I don't know, like commercialized or something. But if you genuinely feel passionately about like kettlebells, for example, the way that you yeah. do, and you really see this as a method, like a method that you feel really passionately about and you have your unique spin on it you're going to be so much more successful than the person that's just like, I want to be 
a fitness coach or somebody who's like, I'm going to be a fitness coach. Who's yeah. more of like a lifestyle business, uh, which I was talking about on Instagram yesterday. So it was like, yeah. I, I think you're like a great example of somebody who's like really found their way and it's a genuine passion. Thank you. Well, I think that also from it's like, I, yeah, I went through that transformation myself. Like I was a very active ballet dancer for 30 years. I oh, wow. was feeling not great. Kettlebells and strength training were the prescription. Like literally my chiropractor said, like, you may not go take any yoga, Pilates or bar classes. Like I was, she's like, teach what you have to teach. Do not go take those other mm. classes for fun until you're strength training three times per week. Cause that's not what you need. Because a lot mm. of us, like we do what feels good and like what our body want, what, what we want and what we're good at already. Mm. Like I naturally am a little more um, flexible and I, my body feels good doing like yoga, Pilates bar that comes naturally to me, but that's not what my body needed. My body needed to get stronger, to balance that other stuff mm -hmm. out, to balance out that hypermobility. So I think that that's a, a tough thing to kind of find the balance of like, oh my gosh, if you love bar class or Pilates or yoga, you a hundred percent should do that. But I bet your practice will get stronger and you'll feel better if you also kind of incorporate some strength work into your routine. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I could see that. And so I, I know that you were, you were a dancer and that you were teaching all of these classes, but tell me about the time. Yeah. Like how did, how did it flip into starting your own business? Cause I think that's around the time that you and I connected. Yes. Yes. So I had been teaching group fitness at like a high-end gym chain of gyms in New York and New Jersey for many, many years. So right up until the pandemic, I was teaching like 10 plus classes a week. I was bouncing forth, back and forth from New Jersey to New York, running around like all these classes in a row. And the classes were still bar and dance. And at that point, I really was looking to transition into kettlebell and strength work, but I was very ingrained. Like my reputation in that gym was in bar and dance. It was hard to kind of carve out that new niche for myself. So I was not exactly sure what I was doing. So when the pandemic hit and we went, like all those classes ended and I was like, oh, I don't miss those classes at all. It was kind of a very fortunate forced exit mm -hmm. and I have not gone back. So after a bunch of months of isolation with my then five-year-old, I realized like, okay, I really would like to get this message out to more people about the importance of strength work. I knew a lot of people were like stuck at home. Mm. They didn't know what to do. They couldn't go back to the gym. So that's when I decided to start my business. And that's why I came to you right away. I, you know, this, my husband is a lawyer, a contracts lawyer. So it's very ingrained that we mm. need to be like legally legit for real. So when I started going through all of this process of building the business, I wanted to make sure I had my stuff in order. So that's why mm. we met. Yeah. I, well, yeah. so it's interesting because obviously I've met a lot of people who the pandemic pushed them, like, I, I hope for the better, you know, to, to do something yeah. like had that, was that something that was always in the back of your mind? Like while you were teaching classes? No. Yeah. Never, ever like 0% negative 10% did I ever want or think about having my own business. Like it just was not on my radar. Yeah. And I, especially in online business, again, that just never 
cross my mind. And it took many months of pandemic to be like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess I should pursue that. <laughs> like I have a message I want to get out. So I guess this is the way to go about mm-hmm. it. So it definitely took a while for me to kind of settle into that mindset of, cause being a business owner was just never something I toyed with, but yeah, I, I've actually really enjoyed it. It's been fun. Stressful, yeah, I think- but fun. I hear you. I know. <laughs> I know you can hear that. Yeah. I I think it's good for people to hear because, you know, I think sometimes there's this like pressure that everybody who's in business has been like an entrepreneur since they were five or something, which mm. was my, that was my situation. Like I always loved yeah. business, always had my own little business. I loved it. I don't necessarily think that's, well, I know it's not remotely necessary for everybody, but I also know that that's not a lot of people's experience that they, a lot of people come to me when they've been laid off or now with the pandemic, Mm -hmm. or like they just had some other kind of like life crisis, like with everything I've gone through, I'm sure I would have left the law if I hadn't already. So, you know, I, I think it's good for people to hear. And I also like that because you like, you're able to get your message out to so many more people this way for, I think it's yeah. important for people to hear who maybe have such a specific niche. It'd be hard to do only in person, unless you live in like a major, major, you know, if you live in like New York and yes. whatever, but, but I think it's helpful to, to hear that you could get your message out to more people this way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I definitely agree. Mm-hmm. So, well, I know that your husband was in your ear because he's a fellow attorney, but (laughs) tell me like, what were some of the things that were coming up for you as you were starting this up? Like, what were some of the things I don't want to say like worried about, but what were some of the concerns that you had that you wanted to make sure you had tied up? Well, just like, yes, he, I have that, that (laughs) legal thing in my ear, but also I'm definitely a rule follower. Like I like the perfectionism is real. I really like to have everything lined up. So that has been something I've struggled with through the whole like entrepreneur journey mm. because I got to like tone down the perfectionism because as you know, as like all the mm. business coaches say, like you just have to kind of start and that's hard for me. But so it did like take me a while to kind of get started because I said, okay, well, I'm going to like follow this. I got this business course that kind of shows me how to, because I knew nothing. I was like, mm. oh, like I have to start actually like promoting myself on Instagram, <laughs> not just posting pictures of like my beautiful breakfast. Fine. Yeah. So like that. And then I wanted to get, like I built my website and tried mm. to make the copy really compelling. And then I tried to get all my legal policies in place and have everything set up. Because because I did I wanted to feel confident that when I launched a product or when I launched launched an offer that mm. I wasn't going to be surprised like in a big way of course there's yep. always surprises but I didn't want to be like bowled over like oh crap like this this I was not ready for and now I have to scramble so there it, there was much learning like mm. Squarespace. Hello. Now I design a website. Great. <laughs> Congratulations. Yay. <laughs> See how much has changed. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's great. I mean, it's both kind of ridiculous feeling like I like, I'm really good with movement. Like I'm really good at teaching people how to move their body in space. I love to coach. And now here I am like on Squarespace, like where's my <laughs> hex code for that color I want. So it's both very intrigued, like interesting. Like I did kind of enjoy it, but also like, yeah, it took me way more time than it needed to because I was so tuned into these details that maybe I did not have to focus on. Like if I were to do it over, I think I like in terms of starting, 
I would have just kind of started, started <laughs> and yeah. just like put, tried to start talking about an offer. Like, how can I help you? This is what I can do instead of having some like quote unquote perfect website. Yeah. It's not perfect, but you know, it's like, those are, that was an excuse or like a stall tactic in some subconscious way that wasn't necessarily required. Yeah, for sure. We, and it doesn't help that we get a lot of messaging like from business coaches or people like that in the Mm -hmm. space telling you about like, it's funny because people, people often suggest it in the flip of what you did with, they'll be like, Oh, you don't need all this stuff, like this legal stuff to get started. You should just like get started and then take care of it later. And I'm like, like, get your, get your PayPal account ready and just accept payments. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, that's so dangerous. (laughs) And then you have like so much to undo. And I would rather people get the foundation first and like, like you said, yes. like you don't need to obsess over the sales page or the like whatever part of your website to to sell this yeah. offer because the truth is you're probably going to change it like 57 times before. Oh my gosh. Yeah, totally. you really yes. make very many sales. That's why when people come to me and they say like, I don't want to start my business until I trademark my logo. And I'm like, no one's stealing your logo. No one's yeah. even come to your site yet. You know, it's like, it's okay. We yeah, could just, no, exactly. it's a balance of like the get started. And I think it takes a lot of yeah. practice, but there is a certain like foundational level of things that should, I think, in place. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true because I think, so as I was trying to put everything in place, Mm. I was watching a lot of my friends, like fellow trainers, fellow instructors who had had to pivot. They were no longer teaching in person because all the gyms were closed. And so I saw them all hosting like, okay, we're going to have like a Instagram live class, like show up at this time we're going to do a zoom class, Venmo me. And I'm going like, no, 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 no. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's a good, like, where's your liability waiver, man? Yeah, like, I don't, scary. So I think, like you said, there's very much a balance between like, okay, yeah, like go for it and take action and don't obsess over the little details, but also make sure you're protected and like the foundations are taken care of so that you can move forward confidently and not, not get yourself into a mess. Yeah, for sure. And I think that people falsely, unfortunately, believe that like if something small, like if you're just offering a class to a couple of people or you only have three clients or you're only making $2,000 a month, they're like, there's no, I don't know if they, that they think there's no liability or like the chances of them yeah. getting caught. But I, as you always hear me saying, like one of the things that I'm always like swimming upstream against is like, it doesn't matter how much you're making, or how many clients you're working with, like yeah. all of this unfortunately will be treated the same in the eyes of the law. So like, you just have to, there's a certain level of like, you just have to get this done. Yeah. 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 And I think, um, like, is it, does it take more time? Is it maybe a Mm -hmm. little bit more labor intensive to set that up? Yes. But then like it's set and then you don't worry about it. And then you're not going to have to like, Oh, I've built my, my business. And now I have to backtrack and try and rebuild these, like, Oh, I have clients, but now I have to send them contracts. And now I have, so it's just, yeah, like it's a balance. It's all a balance. It's all a balance. Yes, that's for sure. Were there, were there any pieces in particular of the bundle where there was like a training or specific templates or anything that were particularly helpful or that have turned out to be really helpful in your business? I mean, all of it has been really helpful. I think like having the obviously like setting up all the website policies and the terms and conditions and privacy stuff was great. I have it on my website now. Wonderful. I feel good about it. And then like for me, since like I've done like some one-on-one stuff, I had a small group program. So having all of those specific for health and wellness, like 
a mini disclaimer. Okay, wait, here's also a terms and conditions mm. that you can check at checkout. And also here's the one-to-one contract. I mean, those I've used many, many times. I've been able to tweak with my different programs. So that is what I have gone back to over and over again. And I'm glad that I have in my pocket. So that I don't have to harass my husband <laughs> every yeah, right. time I have. He's like, I, I, I don't have time to like help you with all these <laughs> contracts. <laughs> yeah. It's so, so funny. Everybody like they're actually a lot. So first of all, there are a lot of attorneys in the bundle who do different things. Mm. And then there are a lot of people well, that's who the thing. have spouses. It's a totally different, it's a totally yeah, different, it's a different yeah. thing. For some yeah. reason, He's people like, don't, don't do understand online that business. Yes. And people don't understand yeah. for some reason that attorneys are really not that different than like the way doctors are set up that like you wouldn't go to your heart surgeon yes. and have like brain surgery, you know, it's like, they don't just totally. like flip flop back and forth or whatever. And so, yeah, I think that that's important, but a lot of people have spouses who are attorneys too. And they'll, I think like a lot of times people will hope that they can get like a friend to help or a family member to help, but it's like, yeah. they do have to be focused on this kind of stuff. Cause I'm sure you've faced a lot of like issues or little things that come up in online business, like landing pages yeah. and email lists and things that your husband just might not be as familiar with. I, I definitely no, wasn't, by no, the way. He's 0% yeah. familiar with mm-hmm. them. I mean, he, and also just having, and he's like the other thing when he was saying like, yeah, I, absolutely. I think that you should do this bundle is because he's like, you know, even if I can like review a contract for you here and there, I'm not like in that world. I'm not in that space. So in terms of like keeping up with changes in the industry and changes to certain laws that are going to affect you and your con, like, I'm not going to know about them. She is (laughs) That's her job. Like that's her thing. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's honestly what pushed me to start the business because I I was basically your husband. Like I wasn't familiar with this world at all. And when I left to start my own coaching business, I was like, wait, attorneys don't know anything about this. Like I wouldn't have known yeah, until yeah. I had, to, I mean, I, as I always say, like, I remember Googling, like, what is a landing page? I didn't even know what the stuff was. I'm still not sure. Yeah. I totally understand even though I have like a million of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, yeah, I just remember being like, wait, they would never understand this or like how we're building email lists and how we're using social media. I mean, and as you've yeah. probably even seen in the last few years, like, this stuff is changing pretty rapidly, right? Like social media landscape is changing. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. It's like you have to be either committed or have someone else on your team or in your wheelhouse, like committed to keeping up with all these changes who can start to help you evolve your business as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and so what are any of like, is there anything that's going on in your business right now that you're like, oh, if I could just like figure this thing out, like, is there some like, and I don't mean anything legal, but like some yeah. sort of hurdle that you're trying. And if um, there's anything I can do to help, you can ask me, but yeah. <laughs> Thank you. No, I think just, I think like I would assume for many new entrepreneurs and business owners, there's always this like, figuring out pricing and offers and like how you're this balance of like, okay, how am I going to get clients that will pay this? Like right now I'm very immersed in this. Like I have offered a lot of like pretty low ticket Mm -hmm. products. And as a result, people don't commit to actually doing them. So, okay. Like here's a $97 four week program. Like this is going to help you build strength and teach you kettlebells and this and that, but then like they don't do it. Mm-hmm. So like it's pre-recorded videos and they're not going to do them. So I think I am trying to 
figure out, sorry, there's, there's suddenly like a lot of construction noise oh, outside can't. of my house. <laughs> Don't I'm worry like, about it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm like, where are these yeah. trucks coming from? Yeah. There's all just randomly. Like so anyway, so sorry. No, you're fine. So yeah, just, <laughs> I, I want people to actually get stronger. Like, I don't want you to buy my program and Mm. then like, great. Okay. I just made $97, but like, you're still like, can't pick up your kid because your back hurts. Mm -hmm. That's why I want you to be strength training. That's why I want you to learn kettlebells. So it's trying to find this balance of like, okay, like I am working, I'm, I'm shifting my offers right now a little bit and it's going to be more of a high touch option so that I can help you like legitimately learn how to Mm. get stronger and take care of your body so that you can show up in your business. And like, I mean, I know a lot of your listeners, I'm sure like they are committed to building a business and entrepreneurship. And when that happens, because I mean, I, experienced it. Like I'm a fitness professional, but my own training has slipped as I try to focus more on my business. Yeah. But if you don't know like what to do and why you're not feeling great, then everything else is going to suffer because you can be making a load of money in your business. Mm -hmm. But if you're not feeling good, then like why, you know, so health is wealth and they go together. And So that is what I'm really trying to start to tweak and create something that the accountability is there Mm -hmm. and like the the live feedback is there for people so that they really can show up for themselves so that then they can show up in life Mm. stronger. Uh, that's that is so interesting i do you mind if i like if i talk with you about this a little bit i just like you know me and my mind always goes there um no go go so pricing is so interesting and for so many reasons, yeah. but you know, we do, I think it's just a common thing that we do in business. Like, and I, so I think a lot of people will relate to this and that we price things thinking that it will be easier, you know, for people to get into it or make mm-hmm. it more accessible. But there are, I think what you said is so true. And so I want people to hear this, that the, I think sometimes the low price can be like low commitment kind of thing. Cause yep. it's also a low, like when you go to make a decision to buy something, right. If something's 50 bucks or hundred bucks, you might think like, well, what's the worst that can happen. Right. And so if you don't exactly. end up using yep. it, it might not feel like the biggest punch in your gut, but if you spent yep. however much more you would be a bit yeah. like, and and it's also going to, you're going to attract the people who do take that moment to think about it. And that means yeah. that it's the person who really needs it, which of course will mean that you work with fewer people, but you don't need to work with as many people when the price is yes. different. So I think there's definitely yeah. that. And then I was just going to say the second thing was that one thing that's really helpful that I don't think people, I just don't hear people talking about very often is like building in some kind of community, like automated community engagement with these kinds of Mm. programs. So depending, you're using Kajabi, right? Yeah. yeah. So with Kajabi, you can, this is not a plug for Kajabi, but with Kajabi and I'm sure other (laughs) platforms do this, you can do it. So like if someone completes a lesson, you like send them an Mm -hmm. email automatically. So you're not having to do that. 
Yeah. So I just want people to think about that kind of stuff where, you know, that's, that's the kind of thing, like whenever you're, whenever you're designing something, that's like a membership, a month to month thing. It's really important that you focus on customer engagement and customer happiness, yeah. because it's going to keep that person looped in. And you with a gym background, probably know more about this than others that like, this is a lot of how gyms kind of latch onto people's like making them mm. part of like a community feeling and like getting you into classes and like giving yeah. you all this gear, you, you feel some buy-in. Right. And so I think like that might be something for people to think about as they're, as they're like designing this out, especially if you're doing something that's like a monthly fee of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also it's, it's kind of for me, at least it can be easy to like fitness is and movement is my job. I'm super passionate about it. And like, even with, okay, the past few months, I haven't been training as much because I like renovated my kitchen and things were in crazy town. However, it's in the back of my mind. I know how to get back into it. It's a priority. But for the people I want to help, that is not the case. And this for you, like certain things are coming naturally. And so it's easy sometimes for me to forget that like, okay, I might be really self-motivated to exercise and move, but the people mm. I'm serving are not. So like, like you're saying, like building in more motivation, more encouragement, like what is going to really get someone involved in my Mm. program or membership or offer whatever, like, it's not necessarily just like, Oh, I really love to move. Like Mm. I really love to move and get like excited talking about all this stuff, but that's not like, that's not everyone. So I think it's easy to to forget that for me, at least sometimes I have to constantly remind myself like, okay, (laughs) not everyone (laughs) is like getting all excited about squats versus deadlifts. So no, but um, you know what they, so I would imagine that your people are very excited about the outcome, right? They want the outcome. They want to feel better. They want to be stronger, maybe be more confident, have more energy, be able to play with their kids, be able to pick up their kids and not have pain. They want the outcome really bad, but you're the solution and they just don't know what the solution is. And so there's this knowledge and this awareness gap, right? That They don't understand that they they want the solution, but they don't know how to get there. And you're the vehicle to getting there. So your job every day in terms of your content is just to let people know you exist, make them aware yeah. that you you see and you feel their problems. Like if I were you, I'd even be sharing about your kitchen reno and like even that you felt that way, right? And then like oh, here are ways I, I get I back did. to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. I mean, I have been totally showing up. I was like, guys, I have not, like I, and I legitimately did not touch my kettlebells for like two months. Yeah. It did not feel good. I wasn't proud of it. But like, I physically didn't have anywhere to train, like yeah. there were workers in my house everywhere. I didn't have anywhere to go. So I, but I, it was kind of beneficial because it did give me like yeah. even another way to relate to people, like just in terms of, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I've ever, like, other than when I had my son and like was postpartum, I yeah. have never gone this long without moving. And it was so hard to get back into a routine of moving again. Like, again, I am a trainer. I am a fitness professional. I've been doing it for a long time, but it was so hard. I would be like, oh, I'll just send a few more emails. Oh, time to pick my kid up from school. I guess I can't do it today. (laughs) So like it happens to everyone. And I think it's also, and I really have been trying to drive this home lately like the whole, like it can be both and mm-hmm. like, yeah, 
it can be really, really, really important to exercise and move your body every day. And it's a pandemic and there's a ton of stuff going on and people are just overloaded and overwhelmed and it's hard to make it happen. So it can be both. So I I just, the fitness industry is like, it is a very loud and pressure filled place. And people are getting just so bombarded by so much intense messaging that like, it's not helping them feel better. It's making them feel guilty and punished and stressed. So that is really what I'm trying to kind of hopefully take some of that like shame and guilt away from people because it's hard. Like it's a hundred percent important. I believe in movement and fitness so much. Like it's the answer, (laughs) but also it's a crappy time people are mm-hmm. not in a good way mentally mm-hmm. and physically. Like it's just a hard time. So mm-hmm. I, I just think it's that again, it's all about the balance and like trying to figure out a way to take care of yourself mentally and physically. And like the, how is the most efficient, effective way to do that? Yeah. It's kind of sure. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. No, I think it's, a, it's so true that like, it's, a, it's another, I feel like it's another point for why to be so like unapologetically yourself on social media, especially because yeah. there are those people who are getting inundated with this fitness content where it's not speaking to them. Cause they're like, dude, I just had a baby or like, I just moved or I yeah. had an injury or I don't feel that, or like we're going through a worldwide pandemic. So there, yeah. that stuff doesn't speak to them. And then when they land on you, they're like, Oh, finally, someone is like reasonable. And she's like sharing how she's been through this thing. And this is how she navigated mm-hmm. it. That's going to be really motivating to them. So I think that's yeah, awesome. I hope so. I hope yeah. so. I'm trying. <laughs> I think, well, you're doing great. And I, before you, you. before you go today, I would just love yeah. for you to share, if you don't mind to anyone sure. who's thinking right now about getting the ultimate bundle, what you would recommend to them, yes. especially if they're in that point in their business, like they're just getting started. They're not sure if they need it. Yeah. They're not sure if it's right for them. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Uh, I mean, I would say just do it, it because listen, I was making $0. I had not started my business yet. I think I bought the bundle before I registered my LLC Mm -hmm. and like did anything because I knew it was like the backbone of what I needed to feel confident moving forward. So it was not easy. Like I was like, Ooh, like it's not inexpensive. Like I is this too much? I have a lawyer for a husband. Like, should it's like the age old, like, shouldn't I be able to do this on my own? Mm -hmm. Which is like all things in business, in fitness, in whatever. Couldn't I just like Google and YouTube my way through this? But I was like, no, I think it's worth it. And 100% it has been worth it. And I think also I will say, Sam, that you are so accessible and like the number of like little questions that I've posted in the Facebook group or like sent you an email and has been so helpful and reassuring. And you always are so nice and respond back so quickly to be like, yes, okay. This, this, uh, and the other thing. So it is the peace of mind has been incredibly valuable so that I can then worry about like, okay, what's my messaging? What's my offer? And like, let's get this content out there rather than like, Oh, hope someone doesn't sue me because they hurt their toe with the kettlebell or something. So, so yeah, I just think I, it's, it's an investment. It's like the foundation of your house. It's something that Mm -hmm. like, you don't 
you're not going to think about it. It's not maybe like the most exciting purchase you've ever made. It's not like picking out a new couch, but like if your foundation isn't, isn't Mm. there, like your house is going to fall down. Yeah. That's what makes you sleep at night. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. I need my foundation strong. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so much. That's so kind of you to share. And I think that I'm able to be there for you guys because I love what I do and I feel so passionately just like you do about helping people get stronger with kettlebells. So I think uh, it's a testament to doing, honestly doing what you love. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you. And oh, before yeah, we go, will you t- I'll, I'll share about it yeah. in your intro, but will you tell everybody yeah. some little freebie that you got for them? Yes. Yeah, so I have, I mean, kettlebells I know are intimidating. It's like this big ball of iron. Everyone's like, no, no, absolutely not. Especially the, the ladies. If you've been doing a lot of bar, it's mm. super intimidating with the like two pound dumbbells, which again, I can say because I taught bar for many years and I was using two pound dumbbells and then they gave me this kettlebell. So it's it's a beginner's guide to kettlebells, five basic moves to get you started. It's a video training. You can go, it's on my website, katherineblaze.com. It's at the top banner. You can click on it, sign up. And it's a video training. It's about 15, 20 minutes long. And I walk you through mm. five moves, Real, there's no swings, no snatches. Like these are like basic, easy moves. If you have never touched a kettlebell before, like, great, here's your kettlebell. Here's how you're going to manipulate it to get something out of it. And you can see that it really is not scary. And once you, again, like everything else, you learn your foundations, then you can decide mm. what other stuff you want to do with it. But even just sticking with those five basic moves, you can really start to change the way you feel and in terms of like strength and chronic aches and pains kind of starting to go away as you find more balance in your body. I love that. I'm so glad you did it on video. I know I can't wait to go download it. I'll drop the link yeah, to it in the please. show notes. Um, so you can all go download it too, but thank you so much, Catherine, for coming on today. It was so thank awesome. You, talking Sam. With you. Thanks for having me. I thank know you as well. So next on the podcast, we have Kim Maines. Kim is a teacher turned entrepreneur on a mission to help students and families enjoy the process of learning how to read and write. She uses systematic, explicit, research-based strategies to teach the rules of language and support literacy development. Her business is twofold. She works one-on-one with students who have been diagnosed with dyslexia, and she also creates on-demand lesson packs for families that want to take an active role in their child's education, but may be struggling to find a tutor of their own. She's worked both as a literacy specialist and an elementary school teacher. She has a master's degree in education, and she's nationally certified in Orton Gillingham tutor. So Kim is amazing. I was just like blown away by her energy and her warmthness, uh, her warmth, like despite the fact that she's from a very cold place in Minneapolis, but (laughs) she was just so awesome to talk to. And I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. I think you'll probably relate to a lot of what Kim went through. Kim actually quit her teaching job last year. And like a lot of people who have come my way in the last couple of years, you know, the pandemic has either, you know, forced people to shift positions and create a business, or it's just made people realize that they've always wanted to, or that there's an opportunity to work with people differently. And Kim has a really unique story. So I'm excited for you to hear how she made the transition from teacher 
to now education entrepreneur. She's really pretty incredible. And, you know, I also wanted to tell you that Kim is uh, another bundle member and she was scared to start her business. She, you know, had shared with that, that with us before she had started her business, that she was scared of the legal side, you know, just making sure that she had things right. So for any of you that might be feeling the same way, I think you're going to get a lot out of her story. She had also shared, and we didn't end up talking about this on, on the recording, but Kim had also shared with us that she had considered a lot of other options that ours wasn't even the cheapest, but that she had bought ours and was really glad that she did. So Kim is just a really special customer person and educator. So I'm really excited. So let's just get into my conversation with Kim. Hey, Kim, thank you so much for being on On Your Terms. Thank you so much for having me, Sam. It's great to meet you and spend the afternoon with you. I know. I'm so lucky to get to chat with you today. I've been so excited about this. And you were just telling me before we started recording that you're in uh, very sunny and warm Minneapolis uh, today. <laughs> oh, I think we're expecting like three, four, maybe five inches of snow uh, by the afternoon. It'll, it'll look pretty, I guess. It'll that's look gorgeous. It's yeah, a good day for just staying inside. Yeah, yeah. I always look for the hot cocoa excuse. So I'm like, oh, perfect. Snow. We can make hot cocoa. Yeah. Yeah, not that you can't do it on a normal day, but you know what I mean. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kim, why don't you tell the people a little bit about you and what you do? Yes. Hello, everybody. I am Kim. It's nice to meet you. It's great to be here. I am a teacher turned entrepreneur um, on a mission, honestly, just to make and inspire a love of learning and reading in students and people of all ages. I've been a teacher for 10 years and last February made the switch, left my classroom teaching position and started my own business called Wordy Birds. Um, and the main goal of my business is I work with students, primarily those that have been diagnosed with dyslexia or other learning disabilities, to gain confidence in their reading and writing skills and experience success in those areas of life. And I do that by systematically and explicitly teaching the structure and the rules of the English language in what I think is a super engaging, multi-sensory, multimodal way. And then I also help their caregivers, their families, mm -hmm understand the process of what we're doing together so they can continue to support their students at home. I love it. I think it's so cool. It is such a cool way to work with people online. You know, a lot of times people will ask me about, you know, there are a lot of like emerging industries online, like the, you know, the health and wellness coaching has been around for a little bit. Business coaching has been around for a little bit, but now I get to see so many cool businesses like yours, where you're taking a business that would have just been, you know, an in-person tutoring center that would have reached X number of people. And you're creating this like really cool and interactive way to reach people wherever they are. Yeah, this like virtual business mm -hmm. space, I feel like has opened up these worlds of possibilities for entrepreneurs, but also for families for that people. are seeking services mm -hmm. and maybe didn't have access to them. Yes. And you can be selective as to like, maybe they just click with you. Maybe their kid clicks with you. Like there are all kinds of reasons. Maybe your style speaks to them. Even the way that people are offering this information, if it's more of like an on-demand, you know, kind of thing that they can do it with their busy schedules, obviously, especially with the population that you're working with. Like the whole yeah. point is that the parents are busy, the kids are busy. And so in order for them to have like a high level of success with you, it has to be super flexible. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm so excited. So, okay, I want to rewind the tape for everybody a little bit because I know a little bit about your story, but I want to make sure they do. And 
So tell us a little bit about, I know you mentioned you left in February of what year is it? 2021, right? <laughs> 2021. Yep. Almost I'm a year still, ago. I'm still in 2019. So I'm, <laughs> I'm working on it. So in February, 2021, you left and tell me a little bit about like what was going on during that time period, as much as you yeah. feel like sharing that caused oh, that, absolutely. that shift. Yeah. Well, so before I left teaching, honestly, like 2018, 2019, 2020, even 2021, I was kind of living this like fantastic dream that I had worked so hard to manifest for myself. I had moved into this wonderful little neighborhood. I lived a block and a half away from the school that I wanted to teach at, interviewed for a job, got a first grade position at that school. And it happened to be the school that I went to as a student. So I just felt like so connected to the the students and their families and the community. Had an amazing, amazing teaching team, wonderful families. And was really just kind of in this mindset that this like was my life, that I was honestly like going to teach at this school with the same people as long as I could until I retired because I love teaching so, so much. And outwardly, it's like I had everything and had accomplished everything that I set out to accomplish. And I didn't really have any goals above that. I was like, oh, look, I'm like, I don't know, just turned 30, 31. Like here I am, I have everything that I want and it's so great. And then, I mean, obviously the pandemic hit. And so the education landscape changed a lot. And, you know, in the Midwest, we moved to online learning, like at least in my city, we moved to online learning. And we did that for almost an entire year. And during that time, I just had like this realization. There were some things that I loved about it and some things that I obviously did not love about it. What I loved was that it gave me like extra opportunities to connect with families more frequently than Mm -hmm. I did when I was in the classroom. I loved that I got to have the opportunity to record more lesson videos and focus more on instruction and how I deliver instruction and how I make that engaging. I got to focus more on small groups of students and individual work that was uninterrupted because we were online and everyone had their scheduled time, which wasn't something that we did in the classroom, right? It's just Mm. not, it wasn't feasible for a classroom of 30 students to make that happen for them every day. Um, So those were some of the really, really good things. And then last February, 2021, you know, kind of the world started to open back up again. And my school was transitioning back to in-person learning. And this kind of like perfect storm happened for me where the teaching responsibilities were going to be increased. Mm -hmm. I had big, big concerns about the safety of myself, of my family, of the students. They were redrawn boundaries for schools um, the following year. So with a staff of 25 teachers, 11 of them were going to be cut the next year. And I didn't have the seniority to stay at that school. So there were a lot of different things happening, all these different external factors that kind of pushed me in this direction of trying something new and going out on my own. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine that as that was all going on, that that was probably really like stressful, but sometimes we need those situations to show us. And do you feel like there was a moment in particular when it switched from like, I don't want to go back to, I want to go start my own business? Well, if I'm being totally honest, yes, I please. have like, <laughs> I can be honest with yeah. you, right? Like I, for so many years, I had wanted to start my own business mm-hmm. and I had been doing like one-on-one tutoring for 
like four years prior, just kind of after school, before I had my daughter in the summers and loved it. But what held me back for so long was like the financial aspect of Mm -hmm. it. You know, having a teaching job, being tenured, you have that financial security and switching away from that is a scary thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. So I just, I, I wasn't ready to take that leap. And I think like the final, it wasn't necessarily a moment. It was a couple weeks where I was juggling like all of these decisions. Like, do I go back to the classroom? Do I apply for an online teaching position? Do I leave education altogether? What do I do? And I super anxious as I'm sure any other teacher listening can, <laughs> can relate to like, really anxious, not sleeping more than a couple hours every night, not eating very much, just kind of this wreck. And I was talking with my husband over and over and over again about like all these options and what we wanted to do. Shout out to John. Love you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I remember I was like very vividly, it was like a couple weeks before we were supposed to go back and I'm laying on the couch. I'm just sobbing mm-hmm. and I'm so overwhelmed because I don't feel like there's a right answer right? Like I didn't know what the best answer was for our family. And I like wanted him to make the choice for me. (laughs) I was like, what do you think? Is it safe? Do I go back? Do I start a business? Like, and he just looks at me and he goes, Kim, I can't make this decision for you. Like Mm -hmm. you have to decide for yourself, like what you're most passionate about and what you want to pour your heart into. And him saying that like took away my ability to attribute successes or failures in this business to anybody but myself. Mm-hmm. And he just said that and he like got up and he left the room. I was like, what? Like, that's not yeah. what I was expecting, but it's what I needed to hear. And I'm so appreciative, appreciative to him for, for doing that and like stepping away. And I just continued on with my meltdown. And then when I emerged from like the despair and the confusion, it was so clear to me. I was like, you're right. Nobody's coming to make this choice for me. Mm -hmm. Nobody's coming to change these broken systems. Like, what do I want to do? What kind of change do I want to be a part of? Like, what, what is my, what is my purpose here? Mm -hmm. And I emerged, I came down the stairs and I was like, all right, we're doing it. (laughs) It was victorious. (laughs) For some reason, I just pictured you like carrying some sort of armor and like, and like in a superwoman outfit. That was like the bathrobe (laughs) and the box of tissues. Like, I'm doing it, honey. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, That's amazing. I, I think so many people will relate to that moment. I mean, whether it's been through COVID or, you know, for years and years, I was doing this work and people were deciding whether to leave their quote unquote safe jobs, their traditional jobs, corporate jobs, you know, all of this stuff to take that risk and go out. And one of the things I think is so interesting about what you shared is that I feel like that was almost your first moment. What, what John did to you in that moment was like your first moment as an entrepreneur, because I think the biggest switch for people to make when they're leaving, having had a job or working for someone else to themselves is like, no one is making these decisions for us every day, you know, whether it's from starting the business to like, what kind of contract do I need to, how should I offer this program? What should I charge? You know, what should I do about this client? So there are so many decisions for us to make. And it's a, it's a hard transition, you know, in the beginning. But so empowering at the same time. Like once you just like grab onto that feeling, you're like, I am in control of this. You just want everybody to feel like that all the time. Like you're in control of your life. You're in control of all the choices you make. Yeah. I found it so freeing. I don't know about you, but I felt like I had 
you know, and, and unlike you, I hadn't liked the like kind of job that I was doing. And, but I felt this like immense freedom in getting away from like the other people's grasp, you know, and I was like, oh, I can like go out and do whatever I want. And then when you realize that you can actually make like, exactly like you said, you can make more of a direct impact upon the people who you really never got to interact with. Right. So there was exactly. the, an intermediate, always the child being the intermediary, you know, between you and the parents. So it's kind of cool for you to do that. Well, that's really cool. So, so you left in February and then tell me a little bit about what you did then to start like to actually form this thing, you know, and make it official. Well, like obviously about the ultimate bundle and watched <laughs> all of the, like how to form your business, how to get your EIN, like mm-hmm. the steps to take. So that was one of my, that was like my first big investment. And then it kind of became this big vision session. And like, at one point I had just like butcher paper all over this little nook office and like, what, what do I want to get out of this? What do I want to share with people? Where are there gaps in the market? What are people asking for? What are, Mm -hmm. and so just kind of like brainstorming, like, what can I do? Because up until this point, pretty much my business, and I had had one before as like a sole proprietor and kind of restarted again as an LLC. Like, what can I do to enact the most change and to help people? And up until this point, I had just done the one-on-one tutoring. So that's where it started, right? Mm-hmm. So in February, when I left my classroom teaching position, I was able to you know, gather a handful of students that were interested in these services. And I started working with them right away. And that was great for making connections in the community, building those relationships and getting all those great word of mouth referrals, which is pretty much the only way I operate. But then as I'm like looking at the butcher paper and like what, like, what can I really do here outside of this one-on-one? Because there's only so many hours in the day and you can only reach so many people. And in all my conversations that I had had with families and like caregivers that were seeking tutoring services for their children, if it wasn't a good fit with me or with another tutor, there was like some sort of hurdle, right? And there were like three main hurdles that I just kept like seeing again and again and again in these conversations and all over my butcher paper. And so the first one was like time. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I want these individualized services for my child, but I don't know how to fit that into my day between school, work, after school activities, daycare, multiple kids. Mm-hmm. First, first hurdle. Another one was the location, finding a tutor in your area right? That again, matched up with the time for you. And then the biggest one for a lot of families is the financial mm-hmm. that, cause it can, it's an investment <laughs> to have these one-on-one tutoring services for your kids, especially from someone that's trained in a specific type of tutoring. Like I do Orton Gillingham and that was what was developed for students with dyslexia, but that takes a lot of time. That Mm -hmm. took me five years and hundreds of hours (laughs) to get that certification. And that can be a big, a big barrier for families. And then that unfortunately only increases and like exacerbates the problem of this Mm -hmm. inequity about who can get services and who can't. So anyway, from all of that, (laughs) I decided that, yes, I'm going to continue with the one-on-one lessons, but then my other like little program child that I am working to create right now is like a set of, it's a lesson pack. Mm -hmm. It's an on-demand pack, similar to like how you've set up ultimate bundle on Kajabi, you buy into it. You have access to all the lessons. You can access them anytime, anywhere at your convenience. Right? Mm -hmm. So what I've done is I've recorded these lessons exactly the same way as I would if I was on the computer with a student or sitting next to them, you know, in our learning space, but 
they're on demand. It's me just like this. Hey, hi, (laughs) anytime they want. And those lessons are full length. So they're like 30 to 50 minutes. Mm -hmm. But then parents have the ability then to watch how these lessons happen, to see the strategies that are being taught, the techniques that they can continue using with their kids. And that's kind of like the, the market that I'm aiming for, right? I really want to support families that have this investment in their students' education mm-hmm. and don't just want to send them somewhere and be like, fix it. Like, help me. I don't know what to do. Just like figure it out for me. No, I want to work in partnership with you to help your students be successful. And I want to teach you strategies and techniques that you can use to support them outside of our hour time together every few days, you know? Totally. Yeah. That's where that idea was born. That's genius. Yeah. I think so many, this is going to be so helpful for people because as I know a lot of people struggle with, you know, they can, they kind of see the one-to-one work in their business, but they can't really figure out how to package it differently, whether it's because they want to scale their business. And like you said, there's only one of you and so many hours in a day and so many days in a week but also because it does give you this ability to make things more accessible. Right. And then to, I like how you probably have given people so many ideas as to like how even the way that you're packaging that information and delivering it to your clients is actually part of the process that's, that's helpful to them, right? And allowing the, the families to be integrated into like reinforcing the techniques and the behaviors that you're teaching, you know? So exactly. that's, that's so hope. smart. Yeah, yeah, it's so smart. And you're niching down by saying like, I'm looking for people who are like, I, I was actually thinking when, when you said that, like when we got a puppy last year and, you know, some people will be like, oh, you should just like send the puppy away for two weeks. And then when they come back, they're like this perfect puppy, you know, puppy robot. And I'm like, yeah, but what happens when he comes back and he just starts doing all the like naughty stuff again? Yeah. Then like, do how I do? do you support yeah, I don't him? Know. How do you continue yeah. that learning for him? Yeah. Or if he has a setback, yep. like you don't know how to I correct. don't know what to do. So I went to the mm-hmm. classes. I took things online, like, because it was during COVID times and I am reinforcing that behavior every day. And I don't even do it as well, obviously, as the person, the expert. But the point is, at least he's getting that reinforcement all the time, which makes it just more of a learned behavior. And I saw things change much more quickly. So I imagine that that, you know, (laughs) that the children are much smarter than my dog and that the the things are happening even faster for them. But I just think that it's a a really cool approach to what you're doing. So congratulations, by the way, because it's just I think it's brilliant and I love what you're doing and you're going to help so many people. I'm just like very, very excited for you. Oh, thank you. And I think it's also really interesting in like conversations that I've had with parents. Like if you're a proficient reader now, chances are like, obviously your brain power while you're reading isn't spent on like isolating sounds and words and breaking them apart and understanding prefixes and suffixes and root words and how you change the endings with all these different, like you're not actively thinking about that. So for a parent that's trying to sit down with their child that's like struggling with phonemes or like letter sounds, it's kind of this like, I'm drowning. I don't know where to begin because like, you don't know. You don't mm-hmm. remember how you learned that process. And that's like, that's no, that's nobody's fault, right? You just don't, that's not where your brain power is anymore. So that's what I want to help with, right? Yeah. Is giving parents just like these little strategies, helping free teach it to them so they can help with their kids. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's amazing, Kim. I think it's so cool. And did you feel like as you were, as you were building out the business, were there any specific pieces of the bundle or any like trainings in the bundle that you found particularly helpful or that were like those little hurdles that you really needed to clear to move forward? The contract was a big one for me. I had, like I said, I'd been tutoring for years prior and I was like pretty proud of the Google contract that I had like (laughs) pieced together. But even like 
even when I had just started, there were all of these doubts and fears in my mind. Like, well, what if I say something wrong? Or what if the student doesn't make like as much progress as the parent wants them to? And they sue me, but my contract isn't legit. And well, maybe I don't do a contract and I only accept cash. And then there's no record that we work together. (laughs) You know, it's just like all these things that run through your head and it's just so anxiety producing. Yeah. Right. So the contract was the biggest one for me. And it's all like just finishing that. And I did it in an afternoon, right? Mm -hmm. That quick video worked through it. I just feel so confident in what I've created now. And it's helped me so many times with, you know, families that are maybe paying late or Mm -hmm. decide that, you know, they want to terminate the contract, but they don't want to give the notice that's required. And it's so much easier to just point back to the contract and say, totally understand, you know, here's what you agreed to. Let's work on us finding a solution as opposed to the old Kim would have been like, well, I totally understand. Yep. That's fine. But let me, let me give you money. Like it's cool guys. Don't worry. (laughs) So yeah, the contract was the biggest one. And then in the, like the initial days, the, how to form your business, getting that EIN number, how to register and all the confusion that comes with like the business address versus home address and keeping that clear because I don't necessarily want my home address and all the public records. Yeah. You you me both. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that stuff. Hopefully the EIN, I did a little tutorial inside the bundle. I guess it was last year and of like me walking through the EIN video. Did you see that when I recorded it? I, I watched like the original one. I don't know if I oh, still updated one. Maybe what? I've added it since then. Like, if <laughs> and you they're ever all another, included. <laughs> yeah. If you ever want another EIN, you can you have that waiting for you. <laughs> well, lovely. For, yeah, for your next business, you can do that. But yeah, I finally realized like maybe it'd be helpful if I just show people how to do this. So I like form to pretend business and then fill it out. For oh people. yeah. So, I, yeah, that, yeah it was that. definitely yeah. the one I saw. Okay. Yeah, okay, you did good. like a few different states. So I was like, yeah, oh, this yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah I was trying along. to like pick random places to show people. Yeah. That's well, that's awesome to hear. I feel like, you know, you hear me talk a lot about how people worry about getting sued, but in reality, what happened, which is like, only so much we can do to control that. But in reality, what happens more are like the things that you listed, like people saying, you know, I want to like end this early or I don't like I'm going to pay late and just keep kicking the can down the road. They stretch their sessions over a longer period of time than what they paid for it, like that kind of stuff, the the boundaries, the day-to-day stuff. And I really feel, I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like the contracts just remove the personal side. And particularly for us people pleasers who do want to just like, okay, sure. Like, I just want to make you happy and like make Mm -hmm. this go away. I think it's helped. It's, it's been helpful to just be like, well, this is actually what the contract says and not like, I am not comfortable with this. Exactly. And it's operating as a business, not Mm -hmm. just an individual. It's so important. Yes. Yeah. It was just super important. This is true. Yeah. So, okay. So you told me that you're, I know you're building out more of the, are you building it on Kajabi, by the way? I am building it on Kajabi. Oh my gosh. It is such a process. I finished all of the recording and now I'm just deep into the editing. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, you know, I just I keep setting goals. I'm like, ah, oh, by Christmas, by yeah. the middle of January, like it, it'll be ready when it's ready. Like <laughs> I'm hoping spring, but I want like I want every single video to be full of information and easy to follow and. I, I want them all to be just like top quality. I'm sure they're amazing. I can't wait to, if you ever don't mind, I would love to see it. I would love to poke of him course. to see it. Yeah, it'd be so cool. <laughs> Is there anything that's coming up for you lately, like business-wise that you're like, oh, I wish I could figure this out or I want to figure this out about sales or social media. Like, is there anything that's coming up that's like a hurdle for you these days? 
That's a really good question. I feel like as a one woman show over here, it's like (laughs) constant hurdles, but not necessarily in a bad way. I think the thing that I'm struggling with most right now isn't one thing specifically, but how to juggle like the many different demands. Yes. Right. So like for here, like the top things that I'm thinking about all the time, it's like, um, wanting to keep the one-on-one clients and the school district that most of the students that go to the school district in my neighborhood, they're virtual for the next few weeks. And now I have families mm-hmm. that are like, can we do two week intensives? And like, it'll be great. And of course, like, yes, I want to do that. Of course, we're going to get that in. So like managing that, but then also knowing that I'm so close to being done with this product. And if I just devote like 40 or 50 more hours to editing, that can be finished. Yeah. But then also learning about how to promote and like how to like build that offer. And it's like all those trainings on Kajabi that you have to fit through. Yeah. And then on top of that, like social media, I don't want to build a giant product, but not work on like cultivating the community because then it'll be done. And like, nobody's there yeah. Yeah. and nobody knows about it. But I also like, I started doing Instagram just a couple months ago. My Instagram is very small. Like shout out to the 66 followers. I love you guys. Um, <laughs> 66 are amazing. <laughs> like, well, I love and you know, like, I hope that they actually like get something out of it. Like I'm they're sure true, they do. true yeah. followers. I appreciate them. Yeah. But like focusing on that now I'm making all these little videos and these little graphics and like teaching through just teaching little tidbits through social media. And I love doing that, but then that takes away from the editing time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how, how do you, and the bookkeeping, like, how do you manage, how do you prioritize all those things in your business. And I don't know, can you just give me the answer to that? Sure. (laughs) I have it right here. Um, I wish it was that easy. I mean, I'm happy to give you some, some like feedback or at least share like my experience with you if it's at all helpful. But well, first is like that what you're experiencing is super normal, right? I feel like there's this, there's this period in the beginning where we wear literally all the hats, right? And people right now you're your own like accountant and marketing manager and operations person. And then you're the face of the company and you're doing all the things, right? So it is, you're in that phase where it's really hard. I think it's also a really important phase because you learn all the jobs and then if, and when you can outsource any of them, you have a standard, right? Of like mm-hmm. how you want certain things to be done, but you'll also know your product in and out. Like I formed, I don't know if you know this, but I did the bundle the exact same way. So I think I had like less than a hundred followers when I created the bundle. I didn't have any like audience, social media presence, anything like that. And filmed all the videos myself, edited myself, you know, built this out. But because of it, I knew the program, like the back of my hand, which really came in handy as I started to then promote it later on, because I was able to like, think of all these little angles of like, Oh, I'll create an Instagram post about this, like one topic that's in the bundle. And then the point of that post will be telling people, Hey, this is one of the very many things that I teach inside Mm -hmm. of the ultimate bundle. So you'll be able to do, you know, something really similarly. Also, if you're editing your own videos, you could edit a few of them. And then when, if, and when you're ever ready, you could hire a video editor pretty affordably to then say, Hey, here's the format that I like. This is the way that I like, here's like the first five. I want them to look like this now go and do this. And then that way you can dig in and like do the other stuff that you need to do. Right. So like just learn how you like things to be done, how you want to look, you know, and feel and that kind of stuff can be super helpful. But the, the only other thing I was going to say that I found really helpful in this stage of business was starting to categorize my days. So having days that I used to call cave days, which were like head down, writing, creating content, like filming the videos for your course, writing, you know, whatever you need to do. 
And then having outward days. So the, the, those are the days where you have the client calls, you know, you're doing the intensives, you're doing all of that. And then you probably have to have like a CEO day where you're doing like admin, sending contracts, like handling the invoices, checking on your schedule, like maybe planning out your project for how you're going to execute these um, videos, you know, that kind of stuff. When I started to do that, I noticed a lot, like a big increase in productivity because I wasn't switching. I wasn't like context switching every day, all day between like filming, then having a client session, then trying to do social media. It was like too much back to back. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. And that makes so much sense because I mean, yeah, when you're trying to like wear all the hats and do everything yourself, it's like, an email comes in. I'm like, Oh, I want to respond to that right away because I want to give, like, show you that great customer service. And yeah. you asked for this contract, let me send it over. And so you spend the day kind of like running around like a chicken with your head cut off. And then the end of the day comes and your to-do list is the same. And you're like, what did I, like, I was yeah. busy all day long, but what did I actually accomplish? For sure. Yeah. I was going to say anytime that you get to the end of a day and you feel exhausted and like you were busy all day, but got nowhere, that's a good sign that there has to be this chunky link. Remember how in school, sometimes they would do like block scheduling. I kind of Mm -hmm. consider it to be similar in that, like going deeper for longer periods of time, very focused getting out of email, you know, if it really makes, I'm, I'm also someone, as you know, who prioritizes customer service and it means a lot to me to be timely. So, you know, if it makes me feel better to do that first thing in the morning, but then I'm blocking off a big chunk and maybe I don't check the Facebook community for the bundle members until the end of the day again, you know, and people, you know, it's funny, we are hard on ourselves about this, but when I ask customers and stuff, they're like, no, you're like lightning fast. And I'm like, oh, I was feeling guilty that I like waited that day, you know, to get back to you. And so I often think that we set an expectation for ourselves as business owners that maybe other people aren't necessarily holding us to. Yeah, that's a really good point. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it, Sam. <laughs> you tell me. You tell me. If you want any ideas, I'll show you my calendar, how I do I it. Might, but like, I, I might. It's kind of cool like how helpful. my schedule is set up. Like I see kids one-on-one in the morning before the school day and then after school, but then I have this big chunk of like chunk, six yeah. hours. And even if it's not a full day, but like two hours to cave day, like yep. cave hours. And then cave days are helpful. I'm telling you movement yeah, yeah. and lunch and then emails and contracts. And the, you know, I, yep. it's a good idea. I like yeah. It. You kind of get in the mood. You start to get like, if there are filming days, like I have like a whole routine of like what that's going to look like. That's a, that's a big difference, right? Like on a day where you're filming videos for your stuff or filming videos for social media, if you start doing reels or start doing little like social media training things, it's, mm-hmm different energy, right? You have to be up and out and all of this kind of stuff. And so I, I just try to like mentally have that organized so that I know like, okay, Thursday is going to be an outward day. I'm like doing the thing and I get all of it out of my system. And then I can go back in my little cave where I want to be and just write. <laughs> oh, I love that. You're very yeah. wise. No, no. <laughs> I've just made a lot of these mistakes already. So I just want to try to pass it on to you. <laughs> oh, I appreciate yeah. it. I think people are really going to relate to that because it's, it. I think the whole like scheduling, I mean, going back to our earlier conversation about you being, you know, you're your boss, you're responsible now. No one's telling you what's time you have to be somewhere and no one's telling you what you need to be working on at a certain time. And so that freedom is incredible. And then I think it like quickly becomes kind of terrifying and stressful because it's so flexible that you don't know what to do and you don't know where to start, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, this has been uh, so fun for me, at least. I hope that you have had fun chatting. Yeah, this has been so cool. Is there anything that you want to invite people to check out after we chat? I mean, like I said, my social media presence, everything is very small right now. The majority of the work that I'm doing is with 
you know, kids one-on-one. But if this sounds like interesting to you, whether you have kids or not, like maybe you just think English is really cool. Like yeah. I do. And you want to follow along, um, like check me out on Instagram. It's wordy.birds. You can email me if you have questions, wordy.birds at Yahoo. And yeah, I'll be sharing obviously when this, um, hopefully amazing lesson pack is complete. That'll be the best way to learn about it. But I guess I'll also say like, if you are a parent or a caregiver of a child and you like have concerns with about them and you want to talk with somebody, like talk through that with somebody, reach out to your child's teacher or their caseworker. If they, you know, have a IEP family doctor, or if you're like curious in what I do and are interested in me doing an assessment on your child, like I do that for families as well, just short little 45 minute sessions and then meeting with parents after to share my findings. And then of course, because I've learned from the best, like my mini disclaimer, (laughs) right? Here's my disclaimer, everybody. Like I'm a licensed teacher in Minnesota. I have a master's in education and I'm Orton Gillingham certified, but I'm not like a medical professional. Mm. I'm not your child's tutor. So if if you want to explore this like assessment option, it's purely just for like informational purposes for you. It can't inform any like IEP 504 plan. It's just for you to get a better understanding of where your child's performing and have a conversation about how you can help them and how you can support them in their literacy development. That's amazing. I'm so proud. (laughs) (laughs) And and last but not least, before we go, I forgot to ask you. So right now, as people are listening to this episode, they are deciding on whether or not to get in on the ultimate bundle. And I know that oftentimes people, you know, they are concerned about the investment or they're wondering whether their business is in the right place for it. And so what would you have to say to anybody who's considering whether or not to take the leap? Oh, well, I feel like it's not a question of like, if you need the ultimate bundle, <laughs> it's, is it the right time for you? And only like that business owner or that person with the idea of a business is going to know if it's like the right time. But unless you are a lawyer or like our best friends with a lawyer, that's like helping you with contracts, looking over everything, helping build out your website. Like you just, it's not possible for you to know everything and like know all of the information that's provided for you with in the bundle. And not only that, you don't have access to Sam and the Facebook group. <laughs> and it's just, I mean, I, it, it was a big investment. And that was one of like the scariest things it was the biggest financial investment that I made in myself and in my business at the beginning. But just like when I clicked like purchase this giant weight was just lifted off my chest. And I was like, I'm going to be okay. Like the, the fear of starting a new business and doing it like wrong mm-hmm. or um, like not above board, that concern was just totally gone. And then that really empowered me to focus more on the content that I wanted to create and deliver to people as opposed to kind of all that background noise. So if you're listening and you're like, oh, should I do it? Should I do the bundle? I mean, the answer is yes. Like if you're if you're serious and you want to take your business to the next level, or even if you just want to do it on the side, but you want that legal protection so you can focus on your service or your product as opposed to all the legal stuff, it's time. It's time. <laughs> Kim's the whisper in your ear that you needed to hear. It's time. <laughs> We're going to snag that and play that on Facebook again. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. We'll, we'll give you a cut. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's amazing for, for everybody to hear. I just really appreciate it. And I so appreciate and like respect the investment. And I know um, how much it takes. And I, I'm obviously very proud 
proud of you and I'm so excited to see like what you do. And so thank you just so much for coming on here and chatting with me today. You're so welcome. Thank you. And last but certainly not least, we have Ultimate Bundle member Amy Serka. Amy is a money confidence coach after she and her husband faced three major financial roadblocks in the last seven years. She felt like she wasn't doing all that she could and had let her family down until a coach helped her to see the success in her experiences instead of her failures. This allowed her to create and implement systems to grow their net worth by over $250,000 while spending time with her loved ones and on her priorities. Now she helps motivated women create unstoppable finances, providing them the happiness, family life, financial security, and long-term wealth they deserve. So I am so excited for you to hear my conversation with Amy. I wanted to bring you her story because she's somebody who was a little bit further along in business. By the time she got legal stuff in place, it was something where she really felt like it was holding her back and she wasn't able to grow the business to her potential. So for any of you who, you know, often are reaching out to me or just are thinking <laughs> quietly that, you know, oh, I'll get the legal stuff in place once my business gets further along. But then you have this nagging feeling that your business can't grow because you're not legally protected. I think you're going to get a lot out of Amy's story. So I'm so excited for you to get into this interview. Amy is absolutely delightful and she is located in Texas. And we will make sure that we share about her incredible freebie that she tells you about at the end, the money mindset mastery checklist. So with all that said, let's get into our interview with Amy. Hey, Amy, thank you so much for being on On Your Terms. Hey, Sam, thanks for having me. I'm so excited that you're here. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, so I'm a, my name's Amy Sarka. I am a money confidence coach, mom of three, married to my best friend, and I help women, motivated women, step into unstoppable and create unstoppable finances so that they can have really the the prosperity, the happiness, family family life, and really the way of life that they are hoping to create. That's amazing. Yeah. I love, I love what you do. And I'm so excited to chat with you a bit more about it today. How long have you had this business? I have been truly with my own business coaching now for, let's see, my daughter is three. So about four years now. Okay. That's awesome. Yes. You've been in it for a little bit. And so what were you doing? Like, tell me a little bit about the period right before you started your business. What were you up to? Yeah. So I actually started as like a home business owner, small business owner, almost 10 years ago now, right after my first son was born, I had to change careers. I had done something else. It just wasn't going to work when he was in daycare. I was a very young single mom. And I ended up in network marketing in a personal development and financial literacy company and really learned a lot through the whole process was in insurance and then left insurance and was still promoting that uh, financial education company. And through a lot of our experiences, I became more and more passionate about the financial literacy side to the point that I decided to launch my own company to be able to really create the program that I wanted to and really work with the ladies that I felt like I was called to do. Mm, That's amazing. And did you, how did you start out working with people versus like how you're working with people now? Like, did you offer different services or programs in different ways? A little bit. When I first started with that network marketing company, they had like a financial literacy pack. Mm. So what I would do, if you purchased the pack, we would kind of 
talk about it, like as you work through it, through it. So it was a lot of the people that were already signing up, like uh, within the network marketing company or other ladies that I was with, like, just, Hey, let's go through this material. But I found there was a little bit of fear, even if it was subconscious that if they were in a different company that, you know, I was going to poach them or something, which I would have never done, but that fear was there. And I always felt that like that held people back. So it's the, the pack that I learned all the financial literacy principles. That's what I was helping people go through in the beginning. Mm, Okay, cool. And then versus now, how are you working with people now? Like what kinds of offerings do you have at the moment? Yeah. So now I have multiple courses that I've created. We've got budgeting simplified, which teaches you how to budget for prosperity in just four weeks. So I've gone through several financial programs now. We've kind of taken, I don't know, the best of all of them because I believe that we should feel good about the finances that we have. There's a lot of gurus out there that teach from a lack mentality and cutting things out. And I don't think we have to do that. So Budgeting Simplified is the budgeting program that we created. And then Money Mindset Makeover Blueprint is the brand new Money Mindset course. So within that money mindset is the thing that we all have to work on for forever when it comes to money. (laughs) Yes. It plays into so many different things. So it's a four-step or a four-course, four-module course to take us through like really understanding what money is, uncovering some of those false stories that we have growing up, giving you really tangible tools to help you improve your money mindset and then what to do when things go off the rails because it's not all going to be rainbows and butterflies. So when that stuff happens, like how to how, how to get back on track again. Yeah. Very cool. And I imagine that that's attracting some entrepreneurs as well, right? Yes. A lot yeah. of the ladies that I do work with, I mean, you're, you're motivated to do something with your money. I find we've at least started a side hustle, small business entrepreneur at some point. Yeah, for sure. And, and then I feel like I didn't even heard probably the term money mindset until I became an entrepreneur. And then I was all yes. of a sudden like, oh, there's this thing, money mindset. I'm supposed to work on that. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's really, that's really cool. I like seeing how like things evolved over time. That's super neat. So how did you like, what do you remember some of the issues that came up? Like some of the worries or concerns, legal hurdles that you were like, Oh, do I have this? Am I supposed to have this? Like, do you remember what was going on and what was kind of happening in your business when that started? I think I felt like I was okay. At first, one of the programs that I went through, I initially like built a blog. They had one of those, you know, plug and play privacy policy templates, and they acted like everything was fine with that. So I don't think I realized there that it was going to be a problem. But when we first connected, GDPR was fixing to be implemented. And that was like, you were interviewed on Rachel and Gomes. She's making Mm -hmm. an impact podcast. And that was how we got connected. And I was like, oh crap, like I need to do something here. This is, this is serious. It's like, I need to get this right. Being on the other side where we had a business deal go bad when I was three months pregnant with my second. I'm sorry. And we, had done, we had done everything that we were supposed to. We had the legal contracts. They were technically liable for this 20,000 plus, but they didn't have the assets. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't going to do us any good to sue. We technically could have gone down that road, but knowing like, okay, this is the financial aspect and the things that we went through because somebody else didn't do what they were supposed to, 
I felt that much more of a calling to make sure I was doing what I was supposed to with people's data. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes these like legal things pop up where people have an experience and then they're like that. Like, so just so that everybody knows what Amy is talking about is that I, I think it was back in 2018 that GDPR came out, which is the general data protection regulation. It's a European Union law that regulates how we basically give people access from the European Union to their data. And it applies to all of us, no matter where we live, even if we live in Texas or in, we're in New York or wherever, if people can access our information our websites um, and we're taking people's information, we're, you know, responsible for complying. So that's what Amy's talking about. But it's sometimes like that will happen or somebody will hear about like somebody's content getting stolen or like a client not paying them. And then all of a sudden that makes them realize like, well, what else don't I know about or what else, where else could these like little holes be, you know? Definitely. Yeah, for sure. So when you, uh, so at that time, I guess the GDPR and, and, and when I spoke with Rachel back then, that is that what triggered you to look into the ultimate bundle and to join at that time? I actually didn't join at that time. Mm -hmm. I was looking into it then. Honestly, I didn't make it a priority. I probably should have because I know it's not something that I can tangibly see, but I know that I held myself back from working at my full potential because I knew that I wasn't protected like I needed to be and like I wanted to be. So it, I think it was probably at least a year later, you ran a special promo mm-hmm. of some sort. And I was like, all right, we're going to figure this out. And I think <laughs> this is sad, but I think it was even like an extended payment plan or something. And I was like, yeah. okay, I'm just, I'm going to make it happen. It's going to be done so that I can feel better. And I know like it was, I should have done it before because I could tell within my confidence, mm. like I knew I was good then that I had done what. I needed to. I mean, of course, people are out there are going to be peopley, but I had done my part. Yeah, yeah, which is all we can control. Do you do you feel right. like you remember what you were holding back on or what you would have done differently if you had had it like with with the uh, ability of hindsight now? I think that I probably would have done more like promotion, putting mm-hmm. myself out there, more consistency even with content. I mean, I know that I I am consistent. It's one of the things that like, it is a strong, strong suit for me, but I don't think I was consistent then because I was letting myself, I I knew that like, okay, this isn't really where it's supposed to be. So what if I do this and it does work, but this isn't right. Yeah, totally. A lot of people will share with me that they feel like they, yeah, that, that fear of like being exposed or found out keeps them playing pretty small. And then I don't know if you felt this way, but people will often say like, they thought, well, I'll invest in legal once I get a little more successful in my business, but then they don't really grow the business because they're so afraid of being successful or being seen. And like what comes with that legally speaking. Yeah. And I think that's what I was telling myself in the beginning. It was like, okay, if I can like hit this income goal, then we'll, then we'll take care of it and it'll be fine. But until, I mean, this is what I, it's silly because this is what I do all the time. Like until we do the mindset work, like we're right. not going to hit those goals. So, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but that's yeah. definitely what I did. <laughs> yeah. But now, you know, now you can teach other people, like we all have these experiences. So it's so helpful. And I'm sure it makes you be able to relate to your clients now, whether it's a, a course or something they want to purchase, you know, some way that they want to improve their career. I think it's really helpful. Yeah. So, okay. So about like a year later, when you joined the bundle, do you remember how you felt (laughs) once you got inside? I felt good. I know that like, I, I mean, I worked through the whole program. I set myself, was like, okay, there's this many videos. So I'm going to get this done. Like 
I went through the whole thing. I watched everything, even if it wasn't like a template that I necessarily needed at the moment. But then I knew, okay, this is like what I'm looking for. And this is when this will come into play. It, it was really quickly. It was like, okay, this, this feels good. This is in place. This is the way it's supposed to be. And like, let's go to the next step. Yeah. And you got, and did you feel like at that point you were able to, like, did you feel that confidence to start promoting yourself differently? Yeah. I think that weight was released off of my shoulders. Yeah. That's really, really helpful. And I feel like you're somebody who's gotten a lot of use out of it over the years. Like you've, you've, you've been able to get back to it, right? Yeah. I've gone back a couple of times and updated a couple of things. And of course the community has been super helpful too. You know, I've asked in the group, I'm like, Hey, Hey, like I saw this, like, is this something that we should be doing too? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's amazing. Cause that's, I mean, I created it for that. Cause it's not, you know, people, people often like freak out about the amount of time they think it's going to take them to do all this stuff. And I feel like, I mean, maybe you tell me whether you agree, but like, I didn't think it was, I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's as bad as people think in the beginning, but then I don't think people realize that like, it's never going to get any better. And as these questions come up over time, if you don't put yourself in a community or a space like this, that you trust to be able to go post a question, because you've been doing this long enough. And I've been doing this long enough that you see that things have changed. They evolve. These new laws pop up, new ways of promoting our businesses pop up. I mean, reels didn't even exist when, you know, I was, when I started my business and now people will be like, how do, how do I legally use music and reels? Like that was never a question I got asked two years ago, you know? Yeah, definitely. And it didn't take that long. I had probably, this might be a little bit of a hack, but I had yeah, go for one it. screen that I was watching you like show where to go. And then I had my, well, I guess that was on my tablet. And then on my computer, I was filling it in at the same time yeah. so that I was multitasking, I guess, making the most of the time there, but I didn't feel like that it took long at all. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Cause it's, I, that is how I intended it. So, you know, but yeah. And what Amy's talking about is that all of my legal templates come with a video tutorial where I actually like walk you through the process. I teach you how to fill it out. I'm kind of explaining what it means when it needs some explaining where, you know, I want to give you guys the confidence to be able to talk to a client. Like somebody who says to you like, Hey, Amy, why do you have to include this paragraph? I don't understand what this, you know, what am I signing here? Like, I want to know, I want you all to feel really empowered to, you know, explain it to people. Yeah. And that was definitely the case. And even understanding contracts and things that I would send was sent as well. I'm like, okay, this yes. is what this actually means. It's not just like this random legal thing that we just <laughs> sign the bottom of because you know that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're taught, right? It's like I think we I think people are really taught like it's a contract, you just sign it. Sign and I'm it. like, yeah. no, you could do there's like there's so much you can do. I think even just like telling people, like, you know, you can give like feedback, like on a contract, you can be like, I don't want this paragraph, I want this to be five days instead of three. Like you can change it. And so I think just empowering people with even the awareness that like these things are negotiable, you know? And so did you watch the training? inside the bundle where I teach you how to like read contracts that other people send you. Yes, yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I probably yeah. rewatched that one too. Like the first time I got like a media contract, I'm like, okay, what does this mean again? Yeah. I just had like two bundle members tell me about that training this week alone being like that training where you teach me how to read other people's contract. Like I never even thought about it. I was like, yeah, see, it's helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that was a fun one to do. Cause I just, I never really hear anybody talk about it. So that's, that's really cool. Do you feel like there are any pieces of the bundle, like whether it was a training or contract or something you've learned in the community in particular that was like stands out as being the most helpful to you? I think the terms and conditions one is probably the most helpful and but even like the privacy 
really, I guess we'll say the three main ones, but the terms and conditions one stands out because that is so important, especially when you have multiple like offerings. Cause I have several like mini offerings that we've created that like knowing, okay, I've done this part. Like I'm telling you, this is what it is. And of course it's in their court to read it. And I've covered myself because I've told you exactly what to expect before you ever make your purchase. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Knowing, I think for someone like you who sells things that people can buy anytime, it's a big relief to know that you've got the legal stuff in place to like protect yourself in that process. Cause as I, as you know, Amy, I always say in the trainings, like people are going to be buying stuff while you sleep, how are you going to legally protect yourself? Well, while you're sleeping, you know, you can't, you can't let people purchase and then send them things like on the side. So that's, that's really cool to hear. I'm glad that it's been helpful. So tell me a little bit about what's like, what's going on in your business world now. I know you have a lot going on in, in life, but like, what's, what are some of the things you're working on? What are some things you're excited about? Any challenges that you're facing in the business right now? There's been a lot of really excited things going on. So my membership, I guess I didn't even mention this earlier, is Money Masters Inner Circle. So that's really like the guided experience that we walk through with these women that are looking to really create the unstoppable finances like we talked about. And really we've restructured the way that it works inside. Cause before I was doing kind of like just like a monthly training, but it kind of felt random. So mm. we're restructuring it into like the main categories of what we talk about. We talk about like, you know, your health and managing your time. And then of course, like the nitty gritty when it comes like to the money stuff and investing and cryptocurrency and mm. having it more structured like that instead of feeling like we have to have something every single month that doesn't necessarily feel aligned. It's going to be really laid out in a simple manner. So you can get to like what you need to win. I've actually stepped back. I'm not even really taking any private clients. We are expecting our fourth child end of August, beginning of September. Congratulations. Thank you. So now I have what we call our platinum level inside the membership. So you get the one-on-one support to work with me, but still really taking advantage of that group community at like a much better price for you because it's kind of like a hybrid and I absolutely love it. Um, Working on a slow funnel, which I would have never thought that I would have been like somebody that's like, okay, yeah, I'll do this. So we've been working on that really just kind of streamlining things. Like you said, there's been a lot of things going on and focusing on the things that I enjoy, which of course is working with the clients and inside money masters in our circle and letting go of some of the other things that maybe are stereotypical that like, Oh, you gotta be doing this, but in reality, it's my business and we don't have to. So I just yeah. need like more time to make it all happen. Right. That's yeah. what we all say though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is true. Yeah. You're in the scaling, you're in the scaling phase and trying to like streamline, you know, you really being only working on like revenue driving activities. And especially with what you've got going on in the background, it seems like, seems like a good time to do that. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of learning to be done, but I also hope that like a lot of the support, you know, a lot of the the resources inside the bundle are good support. I mean, part of why I designed it that way 
it, like when I started the bundle, I didn't think anybody would even buy it just from like a lack of confidence in myself, speaking of confidence, but as the bundle went on and like all of these people, I mean, now we have like thousands and thousands of people inside and it's been really cool to watch all of you, you know, develop. And as the industry has changed, you know, shift more into courses and memberships, like I don't even think memberships were that popular when I started now, obviously this is such a great way for you all to work with people. And so I've really tried to create, you know, a, a really comprehensive set of resources in the bundle for you to be able to be like, okay, I want to go create this membership. Here's exactly what I need. This is the contract I need. These are the legal, you know, issues or things to be aware of that could come up so that I know how to navigate them if, and then when they happen. Definitely. And I really do feel like it's laid out in a very simple manner, even like with way it's titled. And you'll even say in the videos, like, okay, this is where this applies and you keep it updated too. So as like you said, things change. So yeah. as things change, like we're updated and we know it's not kind of like you have to keep logging back in and checking on it. Yeah. You let us know in the community that like, okay, Hey, there's something there. You might want to look at that. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually just about to post in there this afternoon. Cause I just dropped a new free training in there for you guys about e-signing uh, consent. And I give you a new little template for free. That's like the language that you need for e-signatures on contracts. So you have that waiting for you when you're, when you're ready <laughs> before August, get that set up. <laughs> yep, there <we> yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> Sometime maybe in like June. Yeah. You can do that. <laughs> And so as people are listening to this, Amy, there right now is particularly a special time where people are considering whether or not to join the bundle. And so I was just curious what you would tell somebody who's considering, maybe somebody who has a lot of those similar doubts and concerns coming up for them right now, about whether it's the right time, whether their business is right, whether they can swing the investment, what would you have to say to them? Definitely. I would say that you need to know that you are protected. If this is something that you're aware of, that you know that you're missing, you're not going to play full out. You're not going to do all the things that you would do. And even if you are, your confidence isn't going to be there and your clients and your customers are going to feel that because in the back of your mind, you know that this isn't really where it's supposed to be. It is something that we have to make a priority. Yeah, we can DIY and bootstrap lots of our areas of our business. And like I said, I did that in the beginning with the privacy policy before I knew better. But you're going to feel so much better when you jump in and know that this is where you need to be. You're going to feel that much more secure and going forward. And you've got lifetime access. So if you're like, something's going to change and I don't need to do it yet because I don't know, like we all pivot in our business. You can go back and refill out the template. So don't let that fear hold you back anymore because if you know it's something that you need to do, then you know it's something you need to do. And I'm just telling you, do it anyways. <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah, get on it. Uh, yes. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And I think your your story will be very relatable to people. So I just really appreciate you like sharing so open and honestly. And I know that you have the Money Mindset Mastery Checklist. So do you want to tell everybody what that's about? And then I'll make sure I drop the link in the show notes below um, so they can grab it. Definitely. So like I mentioned, mindset is the thing that we all have to work on. So we put together the money mindset mastery checklist. It is 10 simple steps to help you create that unshakable money mindset. So these are the 10 most common things that I myself messed up. And then I see most frequently with clients. It's so simple to switch it. It's not 
like these massive things that we have to change. They're simple tweaks that we need to make. So once you go through that, you are on your way to creating that unshakable money mindset, which again, gives you the confidence. We keep talking about that today. That's awesome. That sounds like a really, really helpful checklist. So I'm definitely going to drop the link in the show notes for everyone. So you can check that out. You can reach out to Amy. Um, she's at Amy Circa on Instagram as well. I'll share all of her social handles and her contact in the show notes. But thank you so much, Amy, for being here today. It was so fun chatting with you. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the On Your Terms podcast. Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. You can also check out all of our podcast episodes, show notes, links, and more at samvanderreelen.com slash podcast. You can learn more about legally protecting your business and take my free legal workshop, Five Steps to Legally Protect and Grow Your Online Business at samvanderreelen.com. And to stay connected and follow along, follow me on Instagram at samvanderreelen and send me a DM to say hi. Just remember that although I am a attorney, I am not your attorney and I am not offering you legal advice in today's episode. This episode and all of my episodes are informational and educational only. It is not a substitute for seeking out your own advice from your own lawyer. And please keep in mind that I can't offer you legal advice. I don't ever offer any legal services, but I think I offer some pretty good information.